Spring is in full swing, and summer is just around the corner. A great time for a beach getaway at the Oceanfront Boardwalk Plaza Hotel in Rehoboth Beach, Delaware. Enjoy the best of oceanfront accommodations and amazing dining right on the beach, both with great views of the ocean and boardwalk. Enjoy a soak in the heated indoor spa pool, or book the adults-only concierge level and relax in the rooftop hot tubs. Book online at boardwalkplaza.com or call 800-33. Beach. Thanks to the Boardwalk Plaza for being the Bridge Podcast Network sponsor. Some of my favorite conversations have happened over the rims of mugs. I'm Denise Harper, co-host of the Morning Show with Bill and Denise, and program director for the Bridge. There's something special about sitting across the table from a friend, whether we've known them forever or for just a minute, with a good cup of coffee and an open heart. And hopefully, today's conversation will inspire and encourage you. I am so excited to have Jamie Holmes here in the studio with me today. Jamie, it is such an honor to have you back. Thank you, Denise. It's exciting to be here. I'm just so honored to be sitting in the chair today. Well, I wanted you to share a little bit about your family and about your church, just so we kind of get to know you a little bit. Oh, absolutely. So let's see. So I am a wife and a mother. Um, My husband, um, who is also my pastor and the pastor of the church that we just planted a year ago, is Understanding the Bible Ambassadors Assembly. And um, And his name is Mike Holmes. And uh, we've been married 23 years. And our church, we meet at First State Military Academy in Clayton, Delaware. Uh, As a matter of fact, the address is 355 West Duck Creek, Clayton, (laughs) Delaware. Perfect. And um, we're just excited about what God is doing right now. Um, We have two amazing children, um, our son Milan, who's 21, and our daughter Adaya, who's eighteen, they're both college students. So wow, they're, you they're moving quite along. You so. are a mom of <laughs> a near adults and adults. <laughs> yes, adult children. That's it, it's different. It's um, a new it's a new part of life, isn't it? It is. Boy, is it a transition. You yeah. know, it's one of those things where, you know, I think. Each year that they have a birthday, I go back to the day I had them when they were babies, when they crawled, when they walked, all of the things that I miss. But at the same time, I'm so grateful for the season that they're in right now because they can drive, they can run errands for me, and and we're working on getting them off what I call the payroll. (laughs) (laughs) I understand that. (laughs) All right, so you said that you and your husband have been married for 22 years. Twenty, Yep, 22 going on 23. Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. No, it's been 23. We just had an anniversary. I should get my math ah, right. <laughs> happy anniversary. Okay, so when you got married, did you think ever think that you would be pastoring a church? Oh, no. Um, as a matter of fact, um, so... You know, just by way of background, I grew up in church my entire life. My mom makes a joke that Jamie got saved in the womb. That's how long (laughs) I've been in church. And, um, you know, absolutely love um, ministry and always loved church, attending and serving in ministry. I come from a lineage of um, fivefold gifts and pastors, mm. in, to include my mom being an evangelist. And um, I loved it for them, but it was not necessarily something I saw myself in. As a matter of fact, I remember uh, praying and asking the Lord that I not marry a pastor. <laughs> so I think that, you, you know how, I think there's a song that says to be grateful for the 
prayers that God didn't answer yes. because his plans for us are higher. And that was one that mm. I would definitely say he ignored because he probably <laughs> laughed when I, I prayed that. But and, and not that I had anything against um, people that were in ministry. I had great examples. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. that just wasn't something that I ever saw myself doing or wanted to do um, because it's such great sacrifice. And um, I just wanted to be the greeter and be married to the usher and um, <laughs> God had another plan for us so and, and we're here so but I'm so grateful and I absolutely mm-hmm. love it so so now I know that the you know his plan was so divine and strategic and um, I willingly walk in yeah. his plan so do you look back at life things that you experienced and and think you were training me for such a time as this oh yes and 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 Absolutely, and even the words that were spoken over me, even as a child. And um, I think that I learned not to ignore those things, um, knowing that, you know, looking at the place that I'm in now, when I look back at those things, I would say from, from uh, you know, a young child, I knew that God's hand was on my life and there was something different that I remember feeling and experiencing the presence of God and um a, a very um, anointed and, you know, a, a heavy anointing on my life that even when I wanted to do the wrong thing, there was always the Holy Spirit, that mm-hmm. voice. You know, when you don't understand it, you call it something, yeah. but that something really is the Holy Spirit that was always prompting me to say, mm-mm-mm. If your mother were here, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> and thank God for that voice, right? right? So I, I, I am grateful now. All right, so we discovered that we both kind of do a word for the year, and you were sharing with me about your word for the year. So I want to hear what it is. Yes. And how did you, how do you come to find your word for the year? So this has been my word for years, and I, and it's something that, um, the Holy Spirit dealt with me on years ago um, when I was going through a very, very difficult time. If you've ever, as a believer, questioned like, God, why do certain things take place? Mm-hmm. And that questioning can create you know, some frustration, some discouragement, and, and make us as Christians feel downcast. So my word for years has been perspective because it's really been that one word that I know God has healed areas of my life because it, I allowed him to shift my perspective and really help me see things from his lens and not my own. And I, rem- you know, I can always almost go back to the day in which I remember getting this word for the very first time and having such great understanding that in that moment, it just I just had such an incredible peace that it just lifted like a heavy burden mm-hmm. because I think I was trying to figure it out in my mind. Like, why is this? Why, it, why is that happening? Why is this going on? And it didn't make sense in my my own natural reasoning. However, you know, when God showed me that his hand was in it the entire time, I just had to embrace the journey. Mm-hmm. It was that perspective that helped me heal. You know, and, and when we look at things, we develop perspective when we look at things through our natural senses. See, touch, feel, smell, uh, taste. And we create, when we encounter a situation, we create an act 
an attitude towards that particular situation. And that's what forms our perspective. But sometimes it's not the way God sees the situation. So I'm just grateful that um, I had that conversation with the Lord. And, and it's a conversation that's been continuous. Yeah. That it wasn't just in that moment. But year after year, God just shows me that, you know, I got this. But I need you to see it from my lens and see it the right way. Okay. You know, and, and then one of the things that God took me to were, you know, some examples in Scripture that sometimes, um, you know, when we look at things a certain way versus seeing things God's way, um, there's so much healing that comes. Like one of my favorite stories is um, in Second Kings, the story of the Shunammite woman, where she was promised a child and then she received a child and then something went wrong when, you know, a few years into the child's life, the child died. And what I loved about her perspective is that she didn't trip. Mm-hmm. She went back to the man of God who gave her this word from God and she only echoed what God said. You know, she said, it is well. She didn't fall out and scream and yell. And I mean, we're talking about her child and, it, you know, for, for a mom sure. and, and being a mother of two children. Um, my kids jokingly call me savage because <laughs> I am such a lioness mom. Sure. Um, I am very protective of my kids. I'll do anything to make sure that they don't hurt and that I can protect them. But nonetheless... Um, I just think, you know, back to this example of the Shunammite woman, that her perspective is that she only echoed God's perspective, that this situation is well because she knew God promised her and she stood on that. And in the end, the child came back to life and it was yeah. well. Yeah. You know, so that's something that, you know, when it looks like a situation is going to the left, I stay on track by knowing that if God gave me this promise, my perspective has to only be what God said. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's just one of many favorites. Another favorite of mine is the story of Lazarus when his sisters, again, they got emotional. And, and, and that's that place for us, I think, as women sometimes that we process things emotionally. But they were very upset. They said, Jesus, if you had been here, my brother wouldn't have died. Mm-hmm. He says he's not dead. He's just asleep. Isn't that a perspective? That is a perspective. And then he goes to the tomb and says, Lazarus, come forth. Yeah. And it, just, you know, when I look at that situation, I think, wow, God, maybe situations that we think are dead, they're just taking a nap. We mm. just need to just chill and just be mindful of your hand being in it to see the end result, that it's never over until God says it's over. So, mm. so those are just, I, I begin to pull on God's word with some things that really just, um, help me understand that I can't get caught up in my own perspective and my natural reasoning that I have to be focused mm-hmm. on how God sees situations because in the natural, it doesn't always make sense. Yeah. But we know that you know God has his hand in it. Um, in 2017, my husband received a word from the Lord that he was going to plan a church in 2020. So we literally had spent three years planning Um, in preparation for um, launching um, UTBAA, Understanding the Bible Ambassadors Assembly for 2020. Well, 2020, March of 2020 hit, and here we are in a global pandemic. Mm. We didn't know that in 2017. Right. So, But God did. But God did. And, you know, in our natural reasoning, of course, we could say, okay, God, 
Did we hear right? Should we still be doing this? You know, but obedience is so key. We know God said to launch a ministry and gave a specific area for 2020. So we're coming up on a year and we're just grateful for having God's perspective and not our own because God knows, you know, who knows, you know, we could have planted here in 2020 for something that um, is a seed for 2024 or 2030. Mm -hmm. We don't know, but God requires our obedience in this season. And that's what we're going to give him because we're focused on his perspective and not our own. It's always, I think, really good to be reminded that we are part of his story. We're, we're not Absolutely. the main character. And uh, it's an honor to be part of his story. And he sees, he knows the whole thing. He knows the whole story. And that's why it's important to get his perspective. It is. It is. I love having a word uh, because I love the, that discovery process. I feel like it helps me on my journey to just keep digging. It kind of gives you a focal point, too. It does. It helps us to focus on the promise and not the process. Mm -hmm. Because we can get derailed in the process. Mm. Because um, life is life. Things happen every single day that could be discouraging, that could um, cause us to question our faith. And God, are you really telling me to do this? Are you calling me to this? Is this my assignment? All those different things that we could wonder. You know, but it definitely requires us to just see it through his lens and know that he has a bigger plan that we may not know all the pieces yet, but if we just stay on track, yeah. we'll get there. All right. So you were telling me about the Proverbs 31 man. And I said, what? Okay. So I know about the Proverbs 31 woman and how extremely unattainable she feels like in the Bible. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Let's, let's unpack that a little bit. So, you know, it's funny you say that because the her, you know, ref, reference her as unattainable. And you know how they say nowadays, hashtag goals? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. She is beyond the epitome of woman. <laughs> and, you know, I think, I don't know if as Christian women, we are always that woman all the time. Mm. I think when you put us all together, yeah. We represent that woman, um, you know, because it's a different time. I, I tease my husband and I say, I'm still waiting on my handmaidens. And I don't <laughs> think the kids are that, you know, like my housekeeper, my butler, you know, uh -huh. like the staff that this woman had. Like, I'm still waiting on that. But nonetheless, um, but yes, there is a Proverbs 31 man in that Proverbs 31 woman. And I love um, the first nine verses of Proverbs 31. Generally, especially like on a Mother's Day or a women's conference or a women's prayer breakfast, the emphasis is on Proverbs 31 starting at verse 10. Mm. But I think as women, I think as mothers, because this is something that I learned to do with my son, is to focus on those first nine verses because you can't attract what you are not. And the Proverbs 31 woman, you know, in this conversation, it's a conversation between a mother to her son, those first nine verses. Mm. And she is, she's unnamed. I like to reference her as queen mother. So mm. queen mother is having a conversation with her son, Lemuel. And she is talking to him about him, 
before she talks to him about this woman that needs to be in his life. So I have a 21-year-old son, but we've been having this conversation, I think, probably since he was about 10 or 12. Because, you know, when they're going to school and they, you know, catch a the eye of a young lady or vice versa, I would always remind him of there is a certain type of young lady that God has for your life. Mm-hmm. But there's a certain type of man that you need to be in her life. It's not just about her being all these qualities of virtue and um, domestic, um, entrepreneurial and industrial, but you're going to have to be all of those things as well for her. And that's why I like the first nine verses, because Queen Mother is having this beautiful conversation. I feel like it's like a conversation. If we were to have that conversation a day, it's like sitting on the couch or riding in the car, which I often do with my son, and I'm having a heart to heart. And it's like, okay, so you like Becky. Tell me about Becky. Okay? He tells me all these qualities about Becky. Or you like, you know, Netta. Tell me about Netta and all of her qualities. And we go through that. But then it's like, okay, so tell me where you are with this process. Because Mm -hmm. it's important that, okay, you say she's a woman of God. She's attractive. She's athletic. um, She can cook. Okay, but are you a man of God? Are you keeping yourself attractive? Can you cook? Can you mow the lawn? Can you budget? Can you do the dishes? Um, And all things that I believe should be poured into a young man as he's preparing for this woman. But the conversation starts with him about him. Mm -hmm. And I think it's such a tender conversation that a mother's having with her son because he was a prince being groomed to be a king. So there was a certain type of young lady that needed to be in his life, not any type of woman which she made clear, but she talks to him about his behavior, Mm -hmm. his character, being one to stand for justice, being one that's not out being drunken. These are all, you know, this is part of the conversation. And I think that that's the beauty of the entire chapter of Proverbs 31. It doesn't leave anything out. It's not just Mm -hmm. a, a message for how a woman should be, but it's a message about how a young man should be for this woman. I love that. I think that it takes, again, goes back to your word perspective. We're looking, if you're looking at the whole chapter, you're realizing you're not feeling the burden of not being able to live up to something. It's it's really about a life that you're sharing with each other. We're expected and needed to teach our kids absolutely the right way to go. And that's a beautiful story. And you know, when you think about how important it is for when two people come together in marriage to be equally yoked, that's the I think it's the conversation that needs to be had with the young man that's preparing to be a groom as well as 
to the young lady that's preparing mm-hmm. to be a bride mm-hmm. because then you get them both coming and they can be that suitable complement for one another. Instead of one having areas of strength because they took the time to labor before the Lord and invest in their relationship with the Lord and the other one's just kind of not quite there yet. And, and sometimes those are the scenarios you know, that occur. That's why marriage counseling is so important. I'm just going to mm-hmm. put a plug out there to you. <laughs> yes. Please don't get married without counseling. Marriage counseling is so important. Mm-hmm. But um, um, you know, and my husband and I, we've seen that many a time in, in, in ministry, but nonetheless, I think it's probably the years of between being married and doing marriage counseling that, for me, that Proverbs 31 man as well as that Proverbs 31 woman are just so important to complement each other. Mm-hmm. We hope you're enjoying this episode of Over the Rims of Mugs, made possible by Iconic Sparkle. Get fun and fashionable accessories such as necklaces, earrings, and bracelets that can go with any outfit for any occasion for just $5. Owner Mandy Heinch desires to change the world through her accessories and what it allows her to offer. Fashion accessory advice, boosting confidence, and training those who want to start their own business. Learn more at IconicSparkle.com or on their app. All right. I, I hope that you're teaching this to a group of young people in your church. <laughs> so <laughs> Is I, there a course or a class that you're offering? Because, boy, you are ready for it. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I haven't developed the course. It's funny you said that. But I was ha- I'm in this, um, gosh, what is it? I forget the name of the group, but it's a Facebook group. And we started talking about this last year. Okay. And um, most of the young people are single. So to be honest with you, I don't know how I ended up in this group because I'm not <laughs> single and I'm not their age. But they invited me to be in a group nonetheless. Because they uh, look God up had, to you God as a mentor. A yeah. And um, so we started having this conversation. And it was like, child, girl, <laughs> we need to know, right? So um, I said, well, let's get on a Zoom. And we had about a one and a half, two hour conversation and just went scripture by scripture, mm-hmm. starting at um, verse one, all the way down to 31 and talked about the qualities from a male perspective um, and what was the heart of queen mother, mm-hmm. as I call her, yeah. and what young women need to pull out as they are preparing for the step of marriage. How powerful is that? That's beautiful. Amen. I love it. All right. So, Let's shift a little bit to the voice of faith. You mentioned uh, that God has given us the voice of faith and the ability to speak and declare his word and to see it manifest. What what does that what does that sound like? Oh my gosh. You know, the Bible says the words that I speak their spirit in their life because they go out and they accomplish something. Oftentimes we think with words that we're just you know casually saying things. But we are releasing and activating things in the atmosphere when we speak. And we see that. I mean, when we go back to the book of Genesis, I call it the book of God said and it was Mm -hmm. because that's what we saw. And God said and it appeared. And we see just from the example of God doing that. But one of the things that I love is that in Genesis 2 and 19, it says, out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he, meaning Adam, would call them. And whatever Adam called each living creature, that was his name. So here you see God modeled the power of the spoken word. And then he gives Adam the authority to be able to speak and name things in the atmosphere. 
And if you go on to, to that um, and continue that scripture, Adam named all the ad- animals. And, and, and I just have to pause here because I think I reflect on this and I'm like, hmm, I think Adam started out very ambitious, hippopotamus, <laughs> rhinoceros. But I think a brother got tired and he ended up with dog, cat, rat. <laughs> Too many syllables. Yeah. I think God knew he got a little exhausted. He said, well, let me get him an Eve because this this poor man, he, he doesn't have the gift of communication like the, the woman that I'm going to bring into his life. I like to have a little fun with that. But um, but I think but but when I think of this scripture, I think, wow, God gave Adam the task of naming the animals what we call them today. So whatever he said is what it was. Can't we take that same principle and whatever we call our situation is what it is? Mm. And I think that's why we need to be so careful of what we say because life and death is in the power of the tongue. Amen. So we can either speak, essentially speak life over a situation even when it doesn't look that way or we could speak death over a situation and, you know, when God's trying to do something else. So I am very, very careful of what I say because of just getting an understanding of when I speak, I am activating that voice of faith in my life. Mm. You know, because we know faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So I am big, big, big on confessions. Um, Pastor Joel Osteen wrote a book called I Declare. And every morning, we do the I Declare declarations. Um, there are 31 promises to speak over your life. The more I do them, there there's some mornings where I may not feel like doing them, but nonetheless, I feel so much better and so much more encouraged after I complete my daily confessions just because I took the time to activate that voice of faith mm. over my day. And even throughout my day, you know, and and that's why it's so important that we have the word hidden in our heart, because the enemy is always bombarding us with things that go on and take place. You're not enough. You're abandoned. You're rejected. You're ugly. You're dumb. You're broke. You're there's you have lack and things like that. And that's why the voice of faith is so important that when we have when the enemy presents that thought through his voice, we can speak God's word and declare God's word over our situation, irrespective of the enemy's voice. And that's why we have to know what God's word says about us. So I'm often careful about what I say. Um, a story in the Bible that I absolutely love is when Jesus spoke to the fig tree mm-hmm. because it didn't bear fruit. And, and, and one translation said he answered the tree. And I thought that was so interesting because I thought, you know, if my kids call me, I will answer. If my husband calls, you know, he yells my name, I'm going to answer. Sure. So usually you answer something that spoke to you first. That's right. But you think it's a tree. So I don't know any trees that talk. But then I begin to think, you know, what about there are some situations or circumstances that speak to us Mm -hmm. that God is giving us the authority to answer it, but with his word. Mm. You know, for example, someone's going to go that's hearing this. You're going to go to your bank account and you're going to see zeros, but you're going to have to speak 
wealth and riches in your house and you're going to have to speak increase over your situation. That may be the present situation today, but it doesn't mean it's going to be the present situation always. Mm -hmm. Someone that's hearing this may have trouble with their kids. Maybe they're wayward. Maybe they're doing drugs. Maybe they're, you know, just trying to do otherworldly things. But you're going to have to speak to that situation because that situation is going to be speaking to you. Yes. And that's what the voice of faith means, that God has given us with the authority in our mouths to be able to speak and speak his word and stand on his promises Mm -hmm. and speak the voice of faith. The purpose, I think, well, there are many purposes for reading God's Word. We know that He tells us that uh, that's how we're going to know His heart. But I love the promise, I think it's in Isaiah, that says that His Word will never return void, but it will accomplish the purpose for which it was sent. And that's one of the reasons why I love to pray God's Word, because it's so powerful. And, And He has already said, it will accomplish what I sent it, it to do. It will accomplish what it was set out to do. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Yes. Another one that I love is God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So I like to say it with a, with a little indignation. If he said it and he's promised it to me, it's mm-hmm. as good as gold. I can take it to the bank and mm-hmm. cash it. Yeah. And and those are just, I mean, just just little things like that. I remember as I've grown in my faith, because I didn't always know a lot of scripture. Um, I used to make little index cards mm-hmm. um, and put them in my purse. And while I'm driving or while I had free time at work, I would use them, pull them out, spend a few minutes just to help me memorize scripture. And then I remembered going through a situation and I knew I had grown with what, what no matter what I was going through, I could speak that word without going to my purse and looking up the card. And I was so encouraged by that. Mm -hmm. You know, I could tell the personal growth, but it just made me want to study and spend more time in his word that much more so that I knew God's word. Because here's the thing. We may not always have access to our physical Bible or Mm -hmm. be able to flip over by, you know, flip Bible gateway open on our phone. That's why we have to have the word hidden in our heart so that when the situation happens, we can speak right to it just like that. All right, so for the woman who's listening right now who is going through something and is so anxious, what would you say to her? What are the words of faith that she needs to speak? Okay. So I would say to her, pause, relax, put your hand over your chest, and just speak what you know God says about you. So what God says about you is that you are somebody Because Romans 8 declares that you are a child of God, that you are a virtuous woman, that no weapon formed against you will prosper, that every tongue that rises up against you will be counted in the wrong. Stay focused on what God says about you, for you are enough. You are his beloved. Before the foundation of the earth, he had his heart on you. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. Just remember, he's your father, and don't listen to any other voice. Just stay calm and peaceful. Let the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus, and know that the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
That is so beautiful. I love that. I feel like somebody needed to hear that. Amen. Just this moment. I feel like when we are resting, we're not, maybe that we're actually losing ground. Oh, yes. Yes. And so, is there something that we should be doing proactively in this journey as we're, you know, especially if we feel like we're up against something? What are the steps that we should take? Good question. So I'm going to echo something that my husband teaches um, in our ministry all the time, which is the ABCs of faith. So once we've asked and we've prayed, we've taken it before the Lord, A is ask, B is believe, believe that you receive. So, you know, you know, scripture says that, you know, once we've prayed, we believe that we shall receive it and we shall have it. Right. And then C is confess and confidence. So once you've asked, you only have to ask once. One of the things we have to learn about God is he's not like earthly parents. You know how you say, mom, can I, are we getting ice cream today? Are we getting ice cream today? Are you sure we're getting ice cream today? We only have to ask him one time. He yeah. heard us the very first time. And once we have asked, then we have to maintain our confidence in him. And then we continue to Use the voice of faith by speaking over the situation. And once we've asked, then we say, God, I thank you for the manifestation mm-hmm. of my new job, if that's what you're, you're asking mm-hmm. God for. And we maintain that confidence and we continue to use the voice of faith by confessing and believing, God, I thank you that you are allowing my resume to float to the top of the pile. God, I thank you that you're allowing me to have favor mm-hmm. with whoever is reviewing um, and behind the scenes in the application process. And God, I, you know, and after the interview, God, I thank you, God, that I answered every question well and that um, they will remember all of my answers and they'll call me back for a final interview. And then after the final interview, God, I thank you that I get the offer. So we're cooperating. We're using our voice of faith to cooperate with God's plan and his word. Mm. So those would be the steps. And then, you know, the do, you know, is just continue to be um, solid on the word of God, you know, like practicing the word, practicing with our obedience, you know, not being fearful or fretful or being anxious, but just being focused on what we know God promised us and patient. Yes. You know, I think that's the hard part. It is the hard part. You know, because we're so microwave, you know. (laughs) True. So true. But, you know, the Bible says there's seed, time, and harvest. I think Mm -hmm. we read it as seed, time, and harvest. Mm -hmm. But it's seed, time, and then harvest. Mm -hmm. And um, we just have to practice patience that it may not come then, but it will come. I remember believing God for something, and I didn't see the manifestation for five years. But Mm -hmm. it happened, and it was worth every day. Yeah. I think we tend to forget, especially if we're reading a story in the Bible and we, you know, goes from verse one to verse three and there's the answer. But exactly. in that verse two may have been 20 10 years. years or so, you know? So true. <laughs> it looks very so short true. on that timeline, but it's actually a lot of life that happened in oh, between. Yeah. Yeah. And we get excited because it only took us two minutes to go from verse yes. one to verse three. And that's our expectation of God. So that yeah. you know, that's a really good point because we think we we pray on snap our fingers and yeah. it's here, God, and it doesn't work that way. Mm. 
All right. Is there something that God has just been laying on your heart that you want to share as we get ready to wrap up here today? I do. So I am often um, burdened for people in general, but young people, um, women that are that feel hopelessness and um, to the point of depression and suicidal thoughts. And if you're listening, I just want you to know that God loves you. He loves you so much. He loves you with an everlasting love. It may not seem like God is present, but He is present in your life and in your situation. Find yourself a group of people that love God, um, where you can get connected and be discipled. Um, I'm very concerned about with the pandemic that people that may have been babes in Christ at the beginning of 2020 and then churches had to close down in March did not get grounded and connected enough mm. to maintain their walk. And I don't want to see you fall away. So please connect with a local Bible teaching church where you can get grounded in the word and you can get connected with a community of believers that can just love you, um, just love you up, mm -hmm. just love you in, in, a, in a manner where it's going to bring healing to your life. So if you're out there and you're listening, just know that your life is so valuable to God that you were born with a purpose and you were born for such a time as this. You were born at a time where God needed you most in the earth and your life has meaning. The enemy will want to take that life out of this earth, but there's a purpose that's associated with your life that Amen. no one else can do but you. Mm -hmm. And you are needed in the earth. So if you're hearing me, I want you to know you God needs you and he needs you right now. So please just connect with someone. You can connect with me even. You can reach me at utbaa2020 at gmail.com. Just drop an email there and with your phone number and I'll reach out to you mm -hmm. and we can connect. But just know that there are people in this world that love you and God wants you to experience his love through them. Amen. Jamie Holmes, thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me, Denise. You're every bit as wise and sweet and tender-hearted, but right straight to the heart of God uh, into our hearts as I knew you would be. Oh, so, thank you so much. I appreciate you. the opportunity. Would you uh, Would you say a prayer? Absolutely. Over our listener today. Absolutely. Father, we just thank you for today. We thank you for this impartation of your word, Father. We don't take this moment lightly, Father. We just thank you that you were in the midst of everything that was discussed, Father. We ask that this podcast go forth and reach every person whose ears you would have open to receive your word, Father. We just speak healing and restoration over every listener, Father. We speak hope in a future over them, Father. We know that your plans for us, they are good and not evil, Father. Mm -hmm. Help us, God, to be reminded every single day of your love, your kindness, and your graciousness over our lives, Father. And we speak blessings over the bridge in Jesus' mm -hmm. name. Amen. Amen. We were never meant to journey alone. Whether you're having a great day or a hard one, we need each other to celebrate and to stand in the gap. 
Sharing our stories helps remind us that we are not alone. And when we sit with women who sit at the feet of Jesus, the conversations are different. We walk away feeling inspired, not inferior, because we know this Christian walk is a race, but not a competition. I'm your host, Denise Harper, encouraging you to catch up with a friend or make a new one and enjoy some good conversation over the rims of mugs.